Wow, 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 Okay. Um, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Harland Highway. It's me, Harlan Williams, your host. I think that's what I am. Um, very unusual podcast today. Um, got a really interesting phone call from one of the pavement pounders who was reaching out, who, who, um, who needs a little a little helping hand maybe or a little sound advice or a a voice to help push him along on his journey and uh he reached out to me and and so I decided to reach back and offer up what I could to try and give him what he asked for and in doing so um it turned into a very uh, interesting podcast, uh, for me at least. It became uh, a podcast unlike any episode I think I've ever done before. Uh, so uh, it, it's not uh, kind of as comedic and wacky as we usually are, but uh, I, I think it's, it's interesting in its own way. And at the very least, maybe even helpful. So sit down, relax. Here we go. This is a weird installment of the Harland Highway. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce... The Harland Highway. I promise you, I will please you all. Believe me. What is he like? What's he like, anyway? Oh, he's an angel. He's an angel straight from heaven. You're going to need a bigger boat. You're listening to Harland Williams. Why don't you give me a name and a face? And a reason why! Oh man, what do you expect, you guys? Jiggle on, man! <laughs> it's over, Johnny. It's over! Nothing is over! You just don't turn it off! You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Weird. Just plain weird. You know what I mean? Welcome to the Harland Highway. Oh, you get your money's worth, believe me. Hello? Hello? Harland, Eric, San Diego. Hey, man, um, I've got a question for you. Hey, since you've been yourself and you have traveled through life from Canada to Hollywood into movies and all that. But in in between all that shit, there had to have been a time in your life where you were completely, completely flat broke. A time where you had no one left to turn to because you have asked everybody around you for help. This is my situation right now. I've got my truck stolen. I'm sleeping on the floor at one of my best friend's house was supposed to last three, four weeks. Now it's going on seven, eight weeks. Um, can't get out of the situation. And I just uh, wondered if you had a story about this, because I need some inspiration, especially from you, because you have the best advice great stories, great friends, and I think personality goes a long way. And 
ending up homeless is not an option for me. So I guess that's all I have to say. I just want some insight, my man. Chow mein, brother. Oh, Eric, 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 Eric. I said it four or five times. And uh, boy, oh boy, I, I hate hearing these stories, my friend. Um, we've all gone through hard times. We all hit low points where it seems like nothing's working. We can't catch a break. Um, and sometimes when we get into those situations, we allow that negativity to start to define us. And we, 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 uh, start to let the, our, our, our surroundings, um, we start to kind of wear that and somehow feel like, oh, maybe I deserve it or maybe I'm not worthy or, or this is what I deserve. Um, so I don't normally like to give out advice, but if people ask me, you know, I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot. Um, and it sounds like you, you asked me. And so here's what I'll say to you. Um, there have been times in my life where I, uh, I didn't have any money. The first time was when I was a teenager and, um, you know, I was going to high school and all that stuff. And my, my parents weren't really the type that gave us an allowance. So I was kind of penniless. And so I got, I, I turned to the dark side and I was a bit of a thief. I wasn't a good guy. I would wait until back in, in my day when I was a kid, people used to get their milk delivered to their house in milk jugs. And uh, every Tuesday night, people would put their empty milk jugs out so that the milkman who drove through the neighborhood could pick them up in the morning and replace them with new ones. And these big plastic milk jugs were, the, were worth 60 cents a jug. So on Tuesday night around midnight, I'd sneak out of the house and wander through the neighborhood and just pick everyone's 60 cent jug off their porch. And before you know it, I had, you know, to 20 or 30 of the damn things and I, I suddenly had some money in my pocket but I realized that's not the way to do things and when you're a kid you know I think everybody's gone down that road so I'm not suggesting you turn to crime but uh, that was one of the times in my life and then the second time in my life was when I just got out of college and I was entering the workforce and uh you know you just don't uh, leave college and suddenly you're a you're a well-paid stand-up comedian or an actor or or whatever you almost anything you do. And so I took a job as a carpet cleaner for a day. I took a job as a busboy for a couple of days. Uh, and uh, in the meantime, I was working on my stand-up comedy at night, not getting paid a cent. And during the day, I was uh, writing and illustrating children's books for myself. For myself, and uh, here's here's where maybe there's an inspirational story for you. Um, back in the day, uh, the the mode of getting published in the children's book world was you had to um, photocopy your manuscript, and uh, you know photocopy your illustrations and pack them into an envelope with a cover letter and send them off to a publisher, and hope that they'd uh, reply to you. And so I did that probably, I think I looked up every publisher that did kids' books in North America. I mean, I sent out a stack. 
And sl- slowly but surely, I got rejection slips. Week after week, they kept coming in. No, 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 no. And I was getting beat down. And uh, and I decided I wasn't going to allow myself to get beat down. I wasn't going to allow myself to be rejected. I was like, uh, I'm in this world with everyone else. What I do, what I have to say is just as valid as anyone else. If I write a movie or a book or do a drawing, it's it's has just as much validity as anyone else's. And if I don't push for me, who will push for me? So on my very last rejection letter, I remember um, reading it, and I, I was just so fed up. I must have had 40 or 50 of these things stacked in a pile. And I remembered I just, I think I grabbed the, I looked for the closest children's book publisher near my parents' house. And it was in a town like 35 miles away. And I just looked it up and I picked up the phone and, excuse me, and I phoned them. And I said, hey, can I come out there and I want to meet with the publisher? And the lady said, no, you can't come out here. That's not how we do it. You have to mail your stuff. And I knew the song and dance, and I was so mad. I hung up the phone. I said, Mom, can I borrow your car? And I jumped in her car, and I drove out there at about 4 in the afternoon. I drove all the way out to this place. I had my artwork with me. I had my manuscript with me, and I just kind of burst in the door, and the receptionist was there. She said, can I help you? And I was kind of adamant, and I said, look, I've got a manuscript, and I've got some drawings, and I want to show them to somebody. And she just looked at me almost amused and said, well, that's not how you do it. You just don't walk in here and, you know, uh, show your stuff. We have a process here. You have to mail it in. I said, I know, but I've done all that and it's not working. And as I was kind of in the middle of, you know, going at it with her, this little older man walked out of an office door and said, "Uh, what's the commotion out here? And I said, look, I got a manuscript and some drawings and I want to show someone. And the guy looked at me, and he, I, I handed him my drawings, and he looked at me again, and he said, okay, wait here for a minute. I'll see you in a few minutes. And I was like, okay, great. He walked back through a door, and the secretary looked at me completely flabbergasted and astonished, and she goes, well, that's pretty good. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, that's the owner of the company. And I said, oh, okay. And I I waited for about 20 more minutes. The guy called me in. He brought his whole staff in. And he sat me down and we talked. And he said, I want to publish your books. And that was it. I ended up doing like eight or I think eight books with that, that publishing company. And so my point is, I you know, I was naive. I was kind of, uh, I, I kind of didn't know what I was doing. But in a way, it was good. It taught me a lesson that that if you want to get something done, if you believe in yourself, if you're searching for something that you know you're good at or you believe you're good at, just, just go for it. Don't wait around for an answer. Don't wait around for somebody. Stand up. Fluff your chest out. And walk into rooms. Make phone calls. Push your way in front of people and let them know how determined you are. 
Let them see that you have some fire. Let them see that you're ready to work, that you have something to offer. Now, I don't know what kind of work you do, but in every field, there's people that rise to the top and there's people that are like worker bees. And maybe this this moment in your life where you're kind of in this setback has a silver lining wherein you can take a step back from the way you used to live your life and your old approach to work and living. And maybe you can take this moment to redefine who you are and redefine your energy and your approach and change some old habits and create new ones. And I think you'll find if you put honest energy into finding work every day, getting up and doing something. And even if it means, and and pardon me for saying this, but there's honor in work, even if it means working at Taco Bell every day from 9 to 5 until something else clicks, even if it means painting houses, whatever it is, there's honor in doing hard work. And, you know, like I said, sometimes you can't just walk into doing exactly what you want. But as a living, functioning, intelligent human being, there's no reason why you can't get a temporary job filling the gap between what you really want to do. Um, You know, you're physically able, you're mentally able, and I would never want to think of you as a person who relied on excuses and a lack of motivation. And if you are unmotivated, if you can look at yourself in the mirror honestly and say, you know what, I am a bit of a slacker. I'm not giving it 100%. Then that's on you. And you have to shed the skin you're in like a snake and grow a new skin and take a winning approach, a positive approach towards who you are and what you want to do and what you want to be in the world. And I know this is kind of heavy, but you did ask. But see, I heard a little bit of this in your phone call. Um, Can't get out of the situation. See, I detect in your voice, and pardon me if I'm wrong, but I'm just being honest, I detect a little bit of a defeatist attitude in your voice. And just in your choice of words... I can't get out of my situation indicates that you're conceding defeat and you can't be in that place. Your truck was stolen, yep, but now you got to deal with it. You, you, you don't have money in your pocket? Well, how do you get money in your pocket? You've got to start problem solving. You've got to start applying yourself. And you can't say, I can't. You got to say, I will. And you can sit around and fool yourself. You can kind of go, oh, it's not that easy. And I wish it was that easy. And well, I hear what he's saying, but you know, this is where I'm at in life. Don't, don't hold on to that, man. You it's, it's, I don't know if you've ever worked out. If you've ever had a little bit of belly fat. Or your arms were flabby and you went to the gym for a month and you, you thought, you know what, I'm, I'm going to change this body. 
and you went to the gym and you started working out, or maybe it wasn't you, maybe it was a friend or a family member, and they used to be out of shape, and they, they committed to going to the gym, and they reshaped their body. And you were like, wow. Well, it's the same thing with your life. If you commit, if you put in the time and the effort, and really believe in yourself, there is no I can't. There's only I will and I shall, and then later on, I did. So I hope that isn't too preachy or too heavy for you, my friend. But I am trying to be an inspiration to you, as you asked me to be, and I hope those words help. You know, I read a book once called Go For It. When I was a when I was a young you know young guy probably twenty years old it was some doctor wrote a self help book called Go for it I'd never read a self help book before in my life my girlfriend at the time's mother gave it to me and I I thought it was ridiculous and I was gonna throw it away and I started to read it and and I couldn't believe how pumped up it got me and I'll never forget one of the passages in the book that I'll share with you. These are her words, not mine. She said, picture yourself as the captain of a boat going across the ocean. And the ocean is your life. And your boat is you. And the only one that can steer that boat the only one that can make it go right or left or into the storm or around the storm or into the sunset or into the whirlpool is you. And those words really resonated with me because it's true. You We're here for a short time. And, you know, if you really want to be something in life, if you really want to go somewhere in life, you're the one controlling your destiny. And you can't be shy. You can't let people tell you no. I know you've you've probably heard that before. And, and maybe you've just gone, yeah, right. You can't let people tell you no, whatever. Well, I'm going to challenge you. Instead of just rolling your eyes and letting that slide off your back, why don't you try testing people? Why don't you figure out what you want and start throwing it in people's faces? If you want to be a mechanic at a garage, walk into a garage and ask to see the, the fucking owner. And say, my name's uh, Eric. I, I want to work here. Yeah, I'm a great mechanic. Or whatever it is you do. If you're a singer, go to a club and say, I, I need to play here. I'm going to challenge you to push yourself and your agenda into the face of other human beings. And you'll be surprised. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to be rejected. Just keep pushing. Because the other option is what? You, you just want to keep laying on your friend's floor for another four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks? Don't wake up in the morning and slump to the kitchen and pour a coffee. Wake up in the morning like, you ever see these people that run in the morning, the joggers? Their alarm goes off and they put on their, their tight little jogging clothes and they're outside and they're looking at their watch and even at the stoplight when they're waiting for the light to turn color, they're, they're jogging up and down. Be that guy, man. Light a fire under your own ass and you're going to be astounded at the results because I'm, I, 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 I could be wrong and forgive me, but I'm detecting 
by the tone in your voice and by the tone of your message that maybe you're letting yourself drag a little. You're, you've got some anchors tied to your legs and to your mind, to your psychology. Cut it all loose, dude. Cut it all loose and step into that new skin and fucking walk indoors and walk up to people and fluff your chest out and demand from the world what you want. Demand from other people what you want. And if 50 people say no, maybe number 51 says yes. And I've, I'm living proof because I've, I've done it. I did it when I first got out of college, and I've done it my whole career. And it, I've gotten results. And if you read about people who have gotten results in life, they have the same attitude. And there's no shame in it. There's no shame in pushing. There's no shame in believing in yourself. In fact, it's the opposite. You, you, you respect yourself when you believe in yourself. You have honor. You have dignity. You have self-respect. Don't let anybody or anything beat you down to the point where you feel you kind of had it coming or it's too insurmountable. Because uh, it's really not. It's only, it's only going to be what you make it to be. Nothing from nothing equals nothing. Let me ask you a question, and you don't have to answer it. You don't have to phone back. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to press you a little bit. When you wake up in the morning in the situation you're in, and I, I sympathize you're going through some hard times, would you say out of a scale from 1 to 10... You wake up every morning and give it 100% to try and get yourself out of the situation you're in? Would you say you give it 80%, and you got to look in the mirror, and you should go ask yourself that. Look in the mirror tonight, stare in your own eyes in the mirror and say, what am I giving myself? When I wake up, what am I giving myself in the morning? What percent am I giving myself and the world to to rise up to where I want to be? And if that answer ain't anywhere near 100, then you're kind of to blame. And I hate to dump that on you, but Like I said, you're steering your own ship, man. So there you go. That's a little, you know, psychological advice. Now, here's some practical advice. And, you know, when I was coming up trying to make a buck in the world and get my footing, I lived in a world where you had to mail stuff and make phone calls. And now we have this wonderful tool called the Internet where you can reach the whole friggin' world. And we have web website machines out there. There's there's a site called Wix.com where I built my website. If you want to go see it, Wix.com. Go to HarlanWilliams.com, but Wix.com. You can build an incredible website for free. And if you want to upgrade it, you can pay a small fee. But you can you can add a store to it. You can add videos to it. You can do everything. And we have a world now where 
you could I've seen I've seen shows like Shark Tank and I've read stories in papers where people are cooking doggy biscuits in their own kitchen. People are milling soap. People are doing artwork. People are knitting fabrics. People are are finding strange and peculiar rocks and they're building websites and they're and they're they're selling this stuff all over the world. They're making a living. There's young kids making a living a good living, putting ridiculous, uh, you know, videos on YouTube. So what I'm saying is that there's no limitation to what you can do. If you have a passion, if you have a hobby, if you have something you're really good at, maybe try building a website and turning your passion into a career. Because there's nothing more rewarding than working on something that you would probably be doing anyways, because then it's not even like working. Let me give you one more example and then I'm going to let it go. My little sister, Barbara, uh, two years ago, maybe two and a half years ago, I went home for Christmas to visit the family and we went out to dinner and she has two little girls. Now she has a new third little girl. And we were just talking and she kind of let it slip that she wasn't happy. And I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, I'm not happy with what I'm doing. It's not what I want to be doing. I feel like life's passing me by a little bit. And I said, well, what do you want to be doing? She said, well, I want to be selling my artwork. And I said, ah, okay. And I said, well, why aren't you? She goes, well, I can't. I don't have time. I can't do that. And I challenged her. I said, why not? She goes, I, you know, I'm just busy. I work. I have two daughters, blah, 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 blah. And, and I had seen some of her artwork pieces. They're, they're really great. And I said, well, those are some great excuses, but now what's the real story? Why aren't you selling? Why aren't you making your artwork? And she kind of just kept falling on the same sword, saying she didn't have time. She didn't have the energy. And I said, well, nothing from nothing equals nothing. And right there in the store, I said, I'm, I'm going to challenge you. It was December. And I said, I don't think there's any reason in the world that by uh, July, okay, seven months from now, you can't have six pieces of artwork done and she rolled her eyes and she was and I said no I'm, I'm challenging you I'm calling you out on it and she said well okay and I said and and you're gonna you're gonna sell them you're gonna create a website and you're gonna you're gonna uh you're gonna take them around and blah 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 and she she just didn't believe in it but because I challenged her she took me up on the challenge, and sure enough, I think six, seven months later, I think she had something like 12 or 14 pieces done. And guess what? She went to an art fair, and she sold a couple. And then she went to another art fair, and she sold like five or six. And then she started making more and more. And, and this was a girl that was ready to let it go was ready to just let it die on the vine or never give it the shot that it deserved. And uh, and all it took was someone to push her. All it took was, was her to believe in herself. And so I guess that's what I'm asking of you or I'm suggesting to you, good sir, because I don't like to hear you in the state you're in. I, f I feel for you, man. 
And look at this. I've dedicated the whole show to you. So, uh, you know, I certainly care. And, um, and I know that down inside of you, there is, you know, there is the strength and the power for you to be what you want to be. And whether it happens in two days or two years, it, it's there. You got you got to believe in it. So from here on in, here's my challenge to you. Look in the mirror tonight. Ask yourself how much you're really giving to get yourself up and into a better place. And if that number's low, the next morning, you need to step into a new skin and introduce yourself to the new you and go out and get what you want. Okay? There it is. I'll leave it right there. My God. Again, you you asked me for advice, and that, that's it. It could be completely wrong. It could be completely right. It could be somewhere in the middle, but I'm drawing off of my own life, my own experiences, and, you know, I just I hope in some way it inspires you or gives you even a little nugget of, of finding the right path. But I certainly believe in you, and I, I hope I hope a year from now, maybe even sooner, but why don't we set a date? Why don't we set a date for July 1st, 2016, and you can phone me back and leave a message and let everyone listening know how amazing you're doing. We all believe in you. All the pavement pounders are dying to hear. And if you don't get there, don't worry. Don't, don't, don't be down. Maybe it takes two years. But I have a feeling in, in a year, if you really go for it and steer your own ship in the right direction, we're going to hear a really nice phone call from you. So there you go. It's all in your hands. And we're all rooting for you, man. So do it. Okay? So there you go. Um, that's the whole show. It just went to you. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever done that before, but uh, you know I heard I heard the hurt in your voice, and and uh, you know it sounded like you needed a friend, a helping hand, a a a guiding voice, a motivational voice in the night, and maybe maybe in a small way you were reaching out to me, and and here's me reaching back. So uh, I, I believe in you, man, and um, I see good things on the horizon. Okay, everybody. So um, we're gonna we're gonna wrap the show up there. <laughs> Very. This is probably one of my most unique podcasts that I've ever done, and I I, I don't know what to say. It was it was. It was very interesting and nice to hopefully help somebody in need. Usually it's all about me just trying to be funny and make you laugh, but one of the pavement pounders needed something different, and the pavement pounder got it, I hope, on today's show. So let's let's dip into some, some dates. Uh, let's dip into some dates for some comedy. Uh, July 9th. Uh, I will be in Nyack, New York, just outside of Manhattan at, at Levity Live. Great comedy club, July 9th to the 12th. 
Uh, you can get your tickets at harlandwilliams.com or uh, if you're in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, just north of Vancouver is a uh, great music festival called the Pemberton Music Festival. That's July 19th. I'll be there one night only. Uh, also in uh, July, uh, July 22nd to the 25th, I will be in Montreal at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival doing all kinds of great shows there. It's going to be a blast. And then in August, I only have one show, um, so I hope you can make it. I'll be in Southern California in Irvine, California, Orange County at the Irvine Spectrum at the Improv. Uh, that'll be August 20th to the uh, 23rd. And a uh, great new club they built out there. Holds 600 people. It's just They just put it up. State of the art. My God. So check it out. And, uh, and that's it. Um, when you're at harlowilliams.com, check out our store. Uh, artwork and books and CDs and T-shirts and all kinds of fun stuff. Uh, digital downloads. Have some great digital downloads. Um, be sure to join my Periscope account at Harlan Williams, my Twitter account at Harlan Williams, and subscribe to uh, the YouTube channel at harlanwilliams.com. Uh, you will see my wacky videos as they come out. And uh, if you want to leave me a phone message, um, the way our friend here just did, 323-739-4330, 323-739-4330, or you can write me a letter. We have a contact page at harlowilliams.com, and you can send me an email. Uh, that's it. A bit of a serious show today, but what's wrong with that? Hmm? Fun to shake it up now and then, and um, that's what we did today. We'll get back to the wackiness in the next episode. Um, and until then, everybody, um, be 100%. This is your life. Go out and and get what you want from it. You deserve it and you can do it. So until next time, a great big bowl of super positive chicken chow mein, baby. I need some inspiration. I just want some insight, my man. Chow mein, brother.